welcome to Pretty Please Paris, your passport to French beauty and wellness. I'm the leading host today, Andy, but let me introduce you to my two co-hosts. Who's out there? Hi, I'm Tioka. I'm Elizabeth. So today we are going to have three segments, basically. First, we'll talk about our drinks here in Paris in the summer. And uh, our next segment will be our main segment about eyes, French for eyes, French fries, brows, lashes, lenses, glasses in Paris. And we'll finish off with our section called Bisou Bisou, where we talk about Paris tips and recommendations. So, Tioka, what are you drinking today? Well, thanks to this hot weather, I've actually switched from my regular chocolate drink to iced chocolate. Um, and actually, it's I'm cheating a little bit because this is an iced chocolate that I had a bit earlier today on one of the Parisian terraces with one of my mm. dear friends in Paris. Um, so it was an extra treat. Wow. I didn't know you could order that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a really, really good... Um, sort of healthy, natural food place, uh, Le Cairn. I think uh, you two have been there with me at one point or another. Um, It's like about two blocks away from the Eiffel Tower. And the American Library. And the American Library. And what's nice about it is it's kind of like off the beaten touristy track, um, and yet it's so close to the Eiffel Tower. So iced chocolate at Le Cairn. Sounds great. What about you, Elizabeth? What are you drinking? I'm drinking a homemade iced coffee today. For Father's Day, we had gotten... uh, Pierre, my husband, this cocktail shaker kit, and I realized I could use it to make ice drinks. So oh, put in some coffee, some ice cubes, and shook it up like it was a cocktail. Oh. Et voila. Yeah. It works really well. That's a good idea. I've never thought of using that cocktail shaker that we have up in the top shelf mm-hmm. <laughs> that we never <laughs> used for that. <laughs> Um, I'm drinking orange pressé, orange pressé, something that's a very typical drink that you can get at a cafe, but I made it myself. I went to the, um, well, I don't, I don't, I'm in my studio, so I don't have my, uh, my orange squeezer. So I, you know, you in one great thing in the vegetable shops here now, and even the supermarkets, they have these machines that will make you uh, press fresh squeezed orange juice. And the thing that I like about an orange pressé is that when they serve it to you, they give you a big carafe of water. And uh, and actually, even sugar packet, uh, and I and you can just just lounge away on the terrace um, and just keep on pouring a little bit more water, a little bit more water, a little bit more water in your orange juice um, until it becomes this ghostly white color, and you can stay for hours on a terrace with no guilt at all. <laughs> so it's also very refreshing and simple. So that's what I'm drinking today. Um, so let's get to business and talk about eyes and eye care um, and beauty, beautifying your eyes in Paris. Um, so I'm just going to jump right in. I, uh, I'm i at the age now that I need reading glasses. And uh, this was very hard for me because I had no idea what kind of, you know, frames to put. I, I had no conception of glasses whatsoever on my own face, though I always liked it on other people's. Um, so I decided that um, the first thing that I always ask myself is, what would Madonna do? <laughs> <laughs> so I um, found out that you can wear one contact lens. Um, and you're, so I started wearing one contact lens huh. and that one eye adjusts to uh, reading close up and then your other eye adjusts to reading from a 
dis- or to, to looking at things, you know, at a, that are, would be in a distant stop sign, stuff like that. Um, and it really worked like a charm, but uh, that was for a couple of years. <laughs> now I've got to wear glasses because it doesn't, it, it's too, it's too dramatically different, the, the my two scopes of vision. So I'm back to glasses. And I just wanted to talk about, there's this place called, uh, or this uh, glass company, eyeglass company called Easy Peasy. And you can just buy them off the shelf and they're super stylish. Um, they change every season. Um, they're about 35 euros. You can get them online. It's I-Z-I-P-I-Z-I, I think. Um, about 35 bucks. And I really like them. So you just send them your prescription and then they... No, you just... So I know that I'm... Uh, so, you know, like when you start wearing glasses, I think it's plus one, like plus five, then plus one, plus zero five, then plus one, plus two, plus 2.5, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm up to plus two. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I also have a prescription. Um, you know, I went to an eye doctor that, I, <laughs> all these little ads, but Dr. Lib, I think is a really good thing to know about if you're uh, new to Paris, it's a, it's an app and you can, um, find doctors who are available in your neighborhood or wherever you're, you want. Um, and you can either put, you know, like I, I want next week or in the next hour and you can usually find a specific doctor. Of course you're taking your chances cause you know, you, yeah. Do you, um, do you, I mean, I always, um, I use Dr. Lee to make my reservations, but, um, yeah. I've gotten surprised by so many doctors here that uh, I tend not to do go to them without a, without a recommendation. Yeah. I prefer recommendations. Uh, definitely. But if somebody gives me, if I get two recommendations and one of them is on Dr. Lib, honestly, I will take the Dr. Lib because it's, um, it's, it's easy. So easy. You know, on Sunday it, night, you're yeah. thinking, oh, I've got to call this doctor. And nobody puts you on hold for 20 right. minutes. And um, it just makes my life easier to be able to reserve. And also, you know, for eye doctors, uh, my old eye doctor, you know, I would have to wait two months. And if my eyeglasses are broken or whatever, I um, I don't want to wait two months for my eye doctor appointment. So for just a, a quick um, uh prescription i think it's okay i don't know it's um those are my those are my i'm 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 gonna go through that really quick because i don't really have much to say i can't wait to hear about what you both have to say about your eyes well i guess when we talked about doing the eyes as the theme today so two different kind of uh topics popped into my head um there's like eyes in terms of your vision and your eye care and there's also Mm. eye makeup and all that fun stuff Mm. so in terms of the eye care part of it, I had LASIK surgery here actually 20 years oh, ago now. Oh, yeah. wow. And I had astigmatism, which meant I had to wear hard lenses, contact oh. lenses. I couldn't mm-hmm. wear glasses. It didn't work. And it was so uncomfortable. It was the worst. And so my mom had gotten it done in the States and she offered to you know, pay for one of the eyes as a birthday mm. present. So I, I had it done here and it was really life-changing for me to not- oh have to wear these hard lenses anymore. And I didn't wear glasses for many, many years. And then recently now I've, I need them to read. So mm. I do have uh, glasses and I'm, but, but it's just regular glasses and they're perfectly comfortable and they're fine. So I still yeah. am very happy that I did that. I like your glasses. I've never seen no, them. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I kind of, I feel like maybe I'm someone who should have always worn glasses. <laughs> I think it suits my personality. <laughs> That's but, <funny. laughs> the nerdy type. To to <laughs> now that I have to, mm, it's tricky. But yeah, yeah. it's hard, right, to reinvent. Like this, this is your face we're talking about, right? So if your image of your your self image is 
someone without glasses, it's a real dramatic, I think, switch to, you know, I'm not talking about when you're a kid also probably, but when you're a kid, your face is changing all the time. I think it's funny um, when we grew up, like it was like no one wanted glasses. You were like four eyes and stuff. And all the kids today, like my kids wanted them. Yeah. It's a real, it's a real style statement. Yeah. Um, fashion statement. And, yeah, and if, have yeah, you ever noticed? I mean, this is, we're in Paris and you can get beautiful lenses here. It's not yes. like you're stuck with like the three choices that uh, maybe we had when we were growing up. I True. Mean, we were, in fact, know, they're on every corner, visiting. right? Yeah, exactly. When people visiting here, they, um, you know, they buy the lenses to take them back to the U.S. to, to get them filled with their prescription. But um, right. yeah, we can they buy the, the frames, not the lenses. Yeah, and, right, exactly. They buy the frames here. Yeah. Um, so we've got beautiful frames here. Yeah, but even the lenses are cheaper here. I know that um, my mom used to come here for her lenses. It was cheaper even, you know, just to buy them with without any insurance than to yeah. um, go back. I think And the LASIK surgery of, was too. My sister came oh. and did it here because it was so much cheaper here, even without insurance than in the States. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that's uh, baffling to me. <laughs> so the and other side of the... <laughs> So the the other side of the eye part that I was thinking about was was um, eye makeup and what what oh, I like to do in terms of eye makeup. Yeah, uh, I tend to be a creature of habit when it comes to kind of my makeup, but eyes are where I like to change it up. So I like to try different brands and different colors and different palettes and things like that. I'm very into Shiseido right now. The brand, oh. I think they have a really good eyeliner and a really good palette for brows, like a little kind of brush and compact kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, to define I love brows. their branding. You know, it's such a cool brand. I mean, their imagery is gorgeous. And um, so it is just, you know, nice products. Yeah, I think it's very good quality. But, uh, you know, it's kind of fun to try different different things. So I, I don't know if you have one that you particularly like to use or do you like to – like I kind of got to go to the natural look, but my kids love playing with color, and mm. I kind of wish I could do that. Yeah. Yeah, well you can green blue eyes, so you can you can play with color if you wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. I always Great. feel I don't know, I've tried it and then I look and I just think, oh, it's not me and I take it all off. I don't know. I've seen when you've kind of just done like a little smokier uh, eyeliner, it looks really good. Yeah. Thank you. They I really pop more yeah. often. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just to play. I think yeah, it's, it's fun to play and no one's gonna judge you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I do that, think it is true that in Paris, um, I think women tend to wear um, much lighter, um, they have a much lighter touch with makeup than maybe we did back in the U.S. For sure. Yeah. yeah. The, the tendency is definitely, definitely a natural makeup. I mean, they go crazy with their red lips. I was going to say, wow. yeah, the, the French touch. They, it seems to me that they yeah, they like a little bit of eye or a little bit of lip, but maybe not the both of them together together like or not dramatically together which is also the more modern look in any country these days yeah i think they go for the more natural look and that's what i try to i've been trying to achieve although i cannot resist color and you know just i love playing with makeup it's more of a ritual in the morning um than anything else i don't really care what i look like when i arrive at my destination it's the (laughs) it's the getting ready that i really enjoy (laughs) Since we've been, you know, staying at home more, do you do you wear makeup? I mean, do you do it anyway, just for fun? I do. No, in <laughs> fact, um, I know for me, uh, I like to change my mascara like every three months, and mm-hmm. we've been in confinement for more than three months. So I'm like, okay, oh. I have a brand new mascara. Should I just trash oh. it? Um, oh. 
<laughs> I don't know if while I'm gone, you guys moved on, but um, as uh, in terms of makeup, um, because I tend I teach a hot yoga class and you get mm. super sweaty, you're dripping with sweat. Um, I finally um, went out in search of waterproof makeup. I never really saw the point of it before, but uh, mm-hmm. after doing a couple of hot yoga classes and coming out of the classes, the teacher with like the mascara down to my chin was like, oops, I need a remedy for that. Um, and so a good waterproof mascara that I found is um, by Benefits. I mean, Benefits is one of the companies of LVMH. So it's a French-owned, ultimately French-owned brand. Um, but their Bad Girl Bang waterproof mascara even holds up during a um, hot yoga class. So I would have to mm-hmm. recommend that. But if you are looking for um, a mascara that offers a little bit more swan or care um, and is a little bit gentler for your eyelashes, one that the women at the makeup counters here in France swear by. And also, um, I have to say that there was a woman in the U.S. at Blue Mercury in the U.S. So in New York who also swore by this, it's the um, Chanticleer mascara that has a bit of serum in it to help with your lash growth. Really? Yes. Um, I tried it. It's definitely on the pricier side. I can't remember if it's like 60 bucks, something like that. Whoa. Uh, yeah, but if, if you think about it, the eyelash serums can be, oh, oops, sorry, the eyelash serums can be about 100. So if you get mm-hmm. it kind of included in with your mascara, I thought it would be an interesting experiment. Um, oh. Yeah, this is one that I bought just before confinement. It's about run its course. It was okay. Um, it definitely um, coats your lashes in a nice way, but I didn't see anything great. Um, but I am a fan of eyelash serum. And there is, um, I think there's Revitalash and New Lash, N-E-U Lash, um, in terms of serum. And I've tried both of them. Individually, I wasn't that impressed with either of them, but at some point I had two that were open and I was using like one in the morning, one at night, and it made a huge difference. Hmm. And then one last little eye thing that I will talk about, and that's a brand you might be able to find in the U.S. Um, We definitely have it here in France. It's a natural brand. And I think it's called Ilia, I-L-I-A. Um... And they have a mascara, which is nice because it doesn't flake at all. So if you've got sensitive eyes, you won't um, get any sort of flaking or irritation there. Um, yeah. But um, I'm going to mention something else about the Ilga brand in my little bizu bizu later. Mm-hmm. Mascara is one of the few things that I will actually bring back from the U.S. Because I have not found a huge difference in if you spend a lot or if you spend a little. If, for some products, I feel like mm-hmm. you, you, you really get what you pay for. but mascara i'm not so sure so i always bring i try to change them every three months too so i'll change i'll bring back a year's worth of of covergirl mascara from the states oh that's interesting because i i've been on the look i i really love the dior which is expensive i can't remember how much it costs uh the dior i forget what it's called icon i think i'm gonna say so. uh, and i was using that for a long time but i just it's a bit too dramatic mm. uh, for every day so i i don't use that um and also it dries out quickly so you can wear it for maybe a month or something like that and then it starts flaking and that drives yeah. me crazy yeah um so i um i wanted to add something too about um eyebrows because for me i'm i'm obsessed <laughs> with eyebrows i'll i i think that um especially women who get older really I think it might even be more important than their hair because 
if your eyebrows are completely fading away, you're, you know, you're lost. I mean, your, your look is, your, your face uh, f- gets a little bit lost too. So I think just accentuating, I'm not talking about like the huge trend of, you know, big furry eyebrows. It's just like a, 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 a using eyebrow liner, um, so having someone show you how to do it if you don't know how to do it, or even doing those, you know, the processes if there's like all different options these days where they do a really light, uh, I think it's called a semi-permanent tattoo, which sounds terrifying. But uh, if you go to the right place, uh, there's something called, um, well, there's a lot of them in Paris, Boudoir de Regard, try to get someone who's been there for a long time. It really makes a difference on people's faces to have a nice framed eye I've um, never thought about doing that yeah. and I have to say that the older I get like that is the one thing I have when I go out that I will do is my brows like I won't have any other makeup I can't go out with my brows how they are because they are changing and fading you know yeah, they get sparser and sparser yeah. I, have, I have pretty heavy brows so that again that's the way I think of my face with heavy brows but of course they you know that also gets lighter have you tried um, the the tattoo yeah. thing yeah, I did it. Um, I did it a couple of years ago, and you have to uh, every couple of years you have to get it done again. I'm not sure I'm going to do it again, but I do use it to trace uh, with a pencil. You know, mm-hmm. just uh, a very light pencil because you know it's again. What's nice in France is that there it is the light touch here that people are not. You're not going to. Uh, you don't really have to worry about them going a little bit over. Right. They are the boundaries, right? They'll keep a, usually they're pretty professional. The estheticians, of course, try to go to a place with a recommendation, but um, like you would for a doctor, <laughs> unless you're really going to be crazy, <laughs> throw caution to the wind. But um, yeah, I, I recommend that. They'll even just tweeze them for you as opposed to being waxed, which also makes a difference. Um, yeah. And then I would definitely, then, um, I'm a big crazy brow person too. Um, and I've done everything from the, the threading um, and the waxing. And um, I've even gone to some like brow gurus in New York. Um, but I also had the sort of the semi-permanent um, treatment for my eyebrow because I went for one facial um and i love to get um laser facials and um the doctor burned off part of my eyebrow so um, oh my god i was seriously um missed and without and so now thanks to that sort of semi-permanent um eyebrowing it's it's made a big difference so yeah i would definitely second that as a suggestion um and you know just go to somebody who is definitely going to go on the lighter side the first round the first time you see them um, make sure the person kind of lets you check, see the progress, make sure that you're okay with it. Um, right, right. They'll, they'll, would, they'll, uh, they'll pencil it in for first and say, what do you think? And then you'll be like, no, that's a bit too much or, you know, whatever. And they'll, and they'll make it, they'll either change the color or change the thickness. Um, I, you know, but again, I personally haven't had any problems with, uh, the, yeah, how heavy the hand is. That's not, never the issue. Clearly I have got to try this. I'm the only one mm-hmm. who hasn't. We'll have to look. We'll have yeah. to look at your face. <laughs> and, question, and one thing I find that's helpful too is if you know what your eyebrow issues are, because we all have our eyebrow mm-hmm. issues. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, you, you know, I don't necessarily love to just put myself into somebody else's hands. I like to say, okay, I have a hole here. I need you to fill this in there. Um, and I'm not le- looking to go heavy here um, because, you know, I just think you never give up your power, especially not with your eyebrows. So, right. Right, 
Right, right. And they'll, they'll, um, they like if you're, if you don't want to go to the extra step of having something done, um, you know, like I said, it's semi permanent, but still, uh, uh, you can, um, they can give you like gels and things like that. Apparently, my eyebrows are Asian. I have no other Asian besides my eyebrows. Mm. Part of Asian. My eyebrows fall down on the, on the edges, on the, on the left and right, you know, on the outside uh, part of this is, Got to be so boring to hear about Andy's eyebrows. But anyway, the point is, is that you too can have lovely eyebrows. Just <laughs> go to an expert. <laughs> and one thing I found interesting is one time when I did go to um, a brow guru in, in New York um, and forked over, oh, definitely over a hundred bucks to get my, my brow shaped and styled. She's like, you know, you can do this yourself. Like, don't let, mm-hmm. you know, don't let anybody you know, do this for you. You, you watch what I'm doing. I'm sh- going to show you what I'm going to do. Fantastic. And then, you know, you, you take it from here and then, you know, come see me every few months or whatever, even once a year. But, um, you know, don't just put yourself in the hands of somebody who's going to mess up your eyebrows. You know what you need. Um, right. and so I just kind of like That's that. That's good it's advice for everything. For, yeah. Yes. For your beauty, you know, just don't, don't just flop into somebody's seat and say, okay, save me. Save right. yourself. <laughs> Right, right, right. Yeah, look around, see what other things you you find attractive, and uh, and see how that you can make that. I guess on your own. <laughs> and it's not vanity. I think that's one thing that you know you can kind of see here in France is that women study their pros and their cons, their strengths and their weaknesses very, very carefully. It's not. Um, mm. I don't think they take anything lightly or casually about their grooming. I think they're pretty mm-hmm. serious. Um, and it's unlike the U.S. where we're more likely to just follow a trend. Like, oh, this is what's happening on the, the most popular television show or with the most popular popular reality star. I think women here are um, very um, exigent, very sort of demanding about their, their grooming. Right. But I also would say they're very uh, conformist also. Like, you know, you're saying yeah. that the Americans yeah. are following trends, but yeah. I would say here they're pretty uh, conservative with their, their, you know, it's very monotonous. You know, mm-hmm. everyone has, there is a certain look that's appreciated here. And the thinking goes that if you have blue hair, let's say, and, you know, uh, I don't know, piercing and all that, that you are, uh, you're being provocative. I mean, there's no, there's no middle. I think uh, that's um, something very specific here that it's considered as provocative. And I don't know if, you know, that's necessarily always the, the goal of somebody who does want to present themselves as a little mm-hmm. bit different. And I don't know. Yeah, I do think it, a lot of, there's a lot of con- conformity going on. Mm-hmm. But at, at the same time, like you said, it's, it goes beyond vanity into this sense of like, this is who I am as a person and this is how I want to present myself. I'm in charge. And so, but unfortunately that means there aren't, there's not a lot of eccentricity. No, it's, it's interesting though. I, you don't think like, but I bet you they would, if they were having their podcast, I wonder if they would be saying that, um, you know, that Anglo culture, like like Americans, uh, English do, uh, have a lot more eccentricities. Um, 
it's uh, I think it's more typically part of our culture. Mm-hmm. My ultimate question, though, with the eyes is, you know, in France, what were they doing when we were going for those really horrible skinny eyebrows in the 80s? Were they doing that too here? Maybe. I wonder. We'll have to look at their icons of that era. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Check out some old magazines. Right. <laughs> How about we uh, switch over to our third segment, um, Bizu Bizu, and we'll start with uh, Chioka. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. Mine sort of connects to this I conversation. So, um, Andy, it, it's very interesting to know that you've got Chinese eyebrows. I have got my grandfather's crazy eyebrows. <laughs> and thanks to my grandfather's crazy eyebrows, um, I think the first makeup I was ever allowed to wear was essentially some sort of eyebrow gel. Because if it's humid outside and, and it's going to make my hair curly, it's going to make my eyebrows crazy. Um, any chance my eyebrows have to go absolutely insane, they go insane. And so with the hot yoga classes and everything else, I rely religiously on my eyebrow gel. And again, I do like this um, Ilia brand for that. I-L-I-A. I feel like it's pretty natural. It holds your brows in place. And that is my bizu bizu. Don't hesitate to gel those eyebrows in place. It'll definitely help sort of sharpen your regard. Hmm. Love it. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> What about you, Elizabeth? So mine's also eye-related, and I I know I did a makeup remover last week, but I'm doing one this week as well. And this is um, from a brand called Chloran, which you can get in the pharmacy. It's sort of a natural uh, product, uh, and this one has organic cornflower extract for sensitive eyes. I tend to have sensitive eyes. I get dried out very easily. I even have eczema a lot on my lids sometimes, which is not very pleasant. And this is just... Mm. This is it's it works great. Takes off everything. I've used it. It is good. Waterproof mascara, but it's also very very soothing. So yeah, and it's in a pretty bottle too. It is in a pretty bottle. So that's my pick for this week. Chlorine is great. It's a great brand, I think. Um, So my um, so I'm going to the Louvre on Saturday, the museum, the big museum here. Ooh, and so I was thinking, hmm, how can I uh, tie this in with my bizu bizu? And so I was thinking about Venus, and uh, I checked it out, and they are they have 604 Venuses in the Louvre, including drawings, paintings, sculptures. Uh, you know, there's a Venus de Milo, of course, and um, that's crazy. And I was thinking about beauty then. It made me think about beauty and all the different forms and appreciations of beauty. And you have all different. So and then I went on this uh, the site where you can look at, uh, you know, all the works in the Louvre. And I'm telling you guys, there are, I mean, if you, I, I, my, I suggest that you go there and you find which Venus you resemble. <laughs> we are all there. <laughs> Yeah, probably. We are all there. There is even a hermaphroditus. So there, I mean, there are several. So, you know, there are, um, there are male bodies with big arms. There's, there's a, I saw this one, she was, um, you know, like she would put Michelle Obama's arms to shame. Hmm. Um, there are, you know, there's bellies, there's love handles, there's saddlebags, there's, you know, there's slender bodies, there's just, you know, everything and they're all gorgeous and they've been appreciated throughout the ages. And now's the time to go because uh, I hear the lines are shorter. 
That's right. Yeah, you have to you have to get your tickets ahead of time, and then um, you can go in. We'll see how it all works out. Somebody told me that the Musée d'Orsay is crowded, so she left. She didn't stay. Hmm. But um, and uh, and then you can go to the postcard shop. Um, a lot of people don't know about this. I'm just going to slip this in very quickly. Um, there's something called calcographie, which is their engraving. A workshop in the Louvre, and you can get a beautiful engraving from everyone from Rembrandt to current, um, uh, you know, contemporary artists like um, uh, Francoise Petrovich, who I love, or Louise Bourgeois. Gauguin, you can get prints instead of a poster in your kid's dorm room or in, in your bathroom or wherever you like to put posters. How about getting a real engraving? They're not expensive. They range from 35 up and they're on beautiful paper. Obviously, they're not signed by the artist, um, but they're of, you know, they're really high quality. So that is my bisou bisou. Great <laughs> tip. Thank you. Nice to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you all enjoyed this week's show. Um, if you have any tips or suggestions or just want to say hi, please email us. We would love that at prettypleaseparis at gmail.com. prettypleaseparis at gmail.com. Tell your friends, rate and subscribe Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, all that. And uh, we are starting our Instagram. So it's um, at prettypleaseparis. And uh, we hope to see you there. Thanks a lot. And we will see you uh, next week, I guess.